Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-author, Nancy Saxton Lopez. Together, we wrote the book, The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss group, Groups. And it is based on the work that we did for many years. Nancy initiated a pet loss support group decades ago in New Jersey, and I jo joined her a decade or more after she started and we had people come to the meeting who had just lost a pet or maybe it was an anniversary or in one way or another they needed support and as you may know grief is often best healed in the company of supportive other people who are going through something similar it can be a really really good resource we took the information that we got and the stories that we got in that support group over many years and in a way that was not able to be identified with any particular individual, we put together the book as a way to expand the reach of the kind of support that people can find in a face-to-face -face support group for loss. And this broadcast is our effort to extend that reach further. So it's very nice to be with you. And if you are listening to us live, please feel free to send a comment in or ask a question or share your own story. And also do the same if you're watching one of the broadcast videos or listening to a podcast. We're very interested in hearing from you and responding to your thoughts and questions. We want this program to be as helpful as it can be. And so Nancy, why don't you get us started? Yeah, so tonight um, what we're gonna talk about is um, something that a lot of people brought up in the group, and that was support during their grieving. Um, meaning that a lot of people um, would not necessarily say things that were helpful. They meant well, but they weren't helpful. And how do you respond to that? Do you respond to that? How do you get support? Um, and I want to preface all of this by the fact that we just don't really grieve well anyway. I mean, nobody really wants to feel these feelings. And when someone is in pain, it's really hard for others to, to be in that pain. And so a lot of times they may say things that they think are helpful, but they're not. Right now? Yes, and I've said this before, but I, I always return to it. When, when we think about how our society, people in our society tend to deal with loss and grief, we're, we're at a loss. Like we don't, we don't know what to do with it. We're freaked out by it. Yeah. And there's research from a while back that showed that even when a person has had a major loss, like the loss of a beloved pet, or the ending of a love relationship or some other major loss, the people around them will generally feel like they should be over it, completely over it in three weeks. And that's just not the reality for many people. Grief takes whatever time it takes. Yes. And because we're a society that is so fixated on positivity, positivity, Barbara Ehrenreich, wrote a book called Bright Sided, which is the downside of 
being this, positive. This kind of ferocious need on many people's part and in the popular culture for us to always be happy, 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 up, 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 everything's going great. When that's not life, no. that's really not the way it is. That's not reality. And so we are not very skilled at dealing with a person who we care about who's in pain. We're just not very skilled at it. I mean, some of us are, and that's a great thing, but many are just really unnerved. And so they say all kinds of things that are well-intended, but tend to make the person on the receiving end feel, feel something negative, feel dismissed, feel misunderstood, feel like they're being told they should get over it in one way or another. So that's really what we want to talk about in part today. Yeah, what's, what uh, I, I worked on for this uh, episode was, you know, you're sitting there and um, you're in a lot of pain and you may be at work and somebody walks over and says, well, what, what's the matter? What, what, what's going on for you? And, you know, the person, you, you as the griever say, I'm, I'm just really sad. My cat died, you know. Um, Silky died, you know, a, a few weeks ago, and I'm really having a hard time. And the person looks and says, well, can't you just get another cat? Now, and that's not an untypical response, by the way. Um, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. Like problem solved. Just get another right. one. I mean, just... <laughs> And what, so I'm going to, if, to respond to that, now there's a couple things here. First of all, you probably want to reach out and, and choke them, but you know, they are a colleague, right? And so it's a learning moment. However, I must have the caveat to say, it's not an easy thing when you're so raw on emotions to be able to sometimes do what we're going to kind of talk about, which means... First of all, the tone of your voice. I mean, what you want to do is what what are you talking about and be angry, but people will hear you better and it will be a learning moment for them if you are quiet and calm. Now, that said, that's not necessarily the easiest thing to say. But if you're angry, it cuts off the dialogue. And we want your, your colleague to say, wait a minute, what you've said is is not right so you want to be honest or and direct right so if they say get another one you you can say something like i can't replace silky you know she was one of a kind and getting another pet could be in the future but that doesn't take away the fact that silky has died and every relationship is unique and special now that's one way to talk to this person. I'm, again, I understand that when you're in that place, that may not be the easiest thing to say. Or you may just say, I really can't talk about this right now. I, I know that you may be trying to help me, but I can't really talk about this. Or, you know, there are other things that we will go through. Do you have any thoughts about that? It, it's so difficult. The, the scenario at work, I think is particularly difficult because depending on the sensibilities of the person 
who you're explaining to about the importance of this loss, they may or may not get it and they may actually be offended. So if you were to say what you said, many people hopefully would respond to that very positively because you laid out very clearly what the meaning of the loss is. However, some people are so into their own perspective that they might even feel like you're lecturing them or, or like you're, yeah. you're trying to shut them down or something. So I think it's just really tricky and you have to, you, you, you have to do what feels right at the moment. I mean, I, I think at work, one of the, I'm always sensitive about this question at work because I feel like if you're an extremely vulnerable place emotionally at work, you have to know that anybody who you're sharing that with cares about you in a human kind of way and is respectful toward you because some workplaces you can't count on that. Mm -mm. And, and you might even be seen as weak or that there's something wrong with you because you're so upset about the loss of your pet. So you just have to be mindful of that, like where you share it. I think that, that there's so many different ways and, and, and you can, you can even say something like this, this, pet this animal was a family member mm -hmm. they were they were so close to my heart and it's it's like when i hear you say that you know maybe you can just get another one i think well if my best friend died would would you would it make sense to say to me you can just get another one cuz that's kind of who this pet was to me and it's just so, it's so tricky because you're in a vulnerable state of mind. Who knows how clearly you're going to be able to express exactly what That's you're thinking hard. and feeling. And, and so sometimes you might just say that I, I just don't feel like I can talk yeah. about this right, right now. Exactly. Or you may not even say, listen, I'm having a bad time and I don't want to talk about it. Not even yeah. that, right? You could do that. Yeah. In fact, I had a client actually devastated about her dog, the loss of her dog, and she took a medical leave for yeah. a few weeks to collect herself. She just said, "I'm not going back to work." She had a she had an environment that was very uh, um, structured and and um, tough. I don't know how to go into it so much more, uh -huh. but she felt that she really needed to have some time off to collect herself. Yeah, and that's what she did. Yeah, you know. yeah. So another question that comes up a lot is, um, well, you don't have to pay their, your vet bills anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, this is a great relief, isn't it? Because all yeah. of that back and forth to the vet is over with. Now you can really go out sick. and you can go on on a Friday night and not have to be worried about it. You don't have to come home and clean up after all the messes they've made because they are incontinent now. And that happens a lot and it's, Kind of like this, this suggestion that 
you should actually feel good about. Yeah, you should be relieved. relieved. I mean, in some <laughs> yeah. cases there there is relief. However, it's still pain. There is still yeah. loss, right? Yeah. So, but if somebody say, "Wow, you talked about how you had to give shots, you know, you, you, all the time, and and you had to do it, in, you know, uh, infusions, and you wrote the vet. Wow, you don't have to worry about that anymore." Yeah, and and, and the thing that that people, again, people say that kind of thing. They're trying to give you an invitation to feel better. Exactly. They're trying to help. They're trying to throw you a line to say, hey, look on the bright side, you know. But the thing is that really what they're trying to do, another way to look at it is they're trying to avoid their own exactly. discomfort at being close to your emotional pain. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that lands on the person who's grieving. It's like, you're dismissing me. That's what it will feel like. Invariably, that's what it'll feel like. Because oh my God, yes. if you can't empathize and empathizing really means just being present, mm-hmm. compassionate, maybe not saying much of anything, just that's I'm right. so sorry. You don't I'm have so to sorry say. for your loss because you're not going to make them feel better aside from feeling like you care. And that helps a bit in yeah. the moment. It's a good thing to feel like there's somebody there who cares about how you're feeling, who recognizes how you're feeling and isn't trying to change it in any well, way. That's the thing. I mean, you can't make it better. You're right. You can't right. make the person feel better. So what you could say, um, listen, you know, you are trying to make me feel better but I'm not thinking of the vet bills now or the time and energy it took to take care of him. I loved him and I miss him and I have no regrets spending the money or taking care of him at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. It's, it's a, it's a complicated situation and there are, I mean, there are often, as you mentioned, mixed in feelings of relief. Yes. There, there often are those feelings, but you can't assume that those yeah. are the feelings that this person wants you to empathize with. Probably not, almost certainly not, because they're mostly in their pain. They're mm-hmm. mostly in their exactly. sadness. And that's validating that is what is going to make them feel like you are actually with them. You're actually present there. You care about how they feel. You are willing to, to sit with them and in the pain with them. In the pain and not try to erase it or change it or or give them a solution or give them a rope to pull them out of their sadness. You can't do that. And that's a very hard thing for many people to do. And and one of the reasons is going back to this idea that we are, we're a culture for the most part that flees from negative feelings. Mm-hmm. We're just not okay. We're like, we're like almost desperate to feel bright, to feel positive. We're supposed to feel good. We're supposed yeah. to feel happy. And, and the, 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 the paradox is that the only way for most people to get to a place where they feel some peace and some solace 
is to go through the the really extreme sad confused right. just really deep pain of their grief yeah well you know it's interesting because um you know we don't we're taught to feel this way um that we have to be always positive but the, the problem is that all of that negativity all of that emotions that are squashed and, and repressed and are ruminating in there can really cause a lot of psychosomatic illness can cause sure. a lot of substance abuse and dependence, yep. you know, can cause, you know, really serious physical, physical situations. Sure. So it's really important, even though it's so hard to feel that pain. But again, yes, we need the people around that support it. And if some people and some people are not going to support it, they don't know how to do it. So right. we're talking, right? They don't know how to help. So yeah. some people don't even say anything. So you have a best friend that may not say anything to you and you're like, yeah. how is that? How, how can she be a best friend? Yeah. You know? Well, there is that, there is that tendency in some people to feel like I don't want to mention it cause I don't want them to have to feel bad. Yes. And then and that's, that's sometimes right. you have to just tell somebody, you know, I lost my animal companion, right? You know, I lost my dog and just so that you, bridge between the past when you had your pet and they knew about it to now where they know that your pet has died. And we need to, we need to be in a shared story with people who are really close to us. Mm -hmm. And, and so just, just making sure that they acknowledge that, or they say, yeah, I know. And then if, if you if you sense their discomfort, you can even say, and you don't have to say anything about it. I just wanted to make sure that you knew. That you knew, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. another thing that comes up similar to the vet bills is, well, now you can go on vacation. So you can come and visit me. I know. And that's <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's it is it's kind of it's kind of surprising the things that people will say to people who are in dire, deep pain. And for the most part, they are totally well-intended. I know. They're like, what can I, I say? Because the thinking might be, what can I say to cheer them up? Like, what can I say? Oh, I know. I'll think about the things that are the things that are good about this. Right. And you know, the truth of the matter is that with every major change, with every major loss, there are some gains. Yes. There are, and they can be the, the gain can be as deep and as simple as you understand the, the, the preciousness of life and our time here. Like that's a really profound gift that we get yes. when we lose someone special. So yeah, there is, there are gonna, and in fact, it may be that you don't have the financial responsibility of all of the payments that you had, but those are, those are nothing. <laughs> Compared to, to the, the depth of your sadness, you and that's have. something that many people simply don't understand. Don't and understand. I think, I think we don't understand that largely because we've grown so far removed from the basics of life and death. I think that so many people, in fact, we just were in an exchange with a person who asked a question has 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 watched some of the broadcasts and they were they were trying to figure out 
whether or not they should tell their kids who were grammar school age kids that a friend's pet is going to be euthanized. And one of the parents said, I don't want them to have to deal with that. I don't want them to feel that sadness because the other parent was saying, we should tell them and let them say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And the, the advice that I gave was, you know, you gotta, you gotta honor each other's wishes so that you don't wanna do something that the other person is gonna totally disagree with. Like you wouldn't want to tell, take the kids to visit with this pet and say goodbye if your spouse thinks that's a terrible idea. But you do wanna talk it through with your spouse and say something to the order of, well, you know, our kids are gonna have to face a lot of loss in their lives. And knowing that this pet, this friend's pet is dying, they may want to have the opportunity to say goodbye. Say goodbye. And it might be good to bring them into a conversation about it at least. Because right. everything that happens in our life is a learning experience. And exactly. we don't wanna we don't want to go through life feeling like I can't deal with loss because we're gonna have a lot of loss. We all do. We have yeah. lots of losses, large losses and small losses. So, however, there will be some people that you are not, there continue not to be supportive. So there's, you can get a little more direct and say, wow, I, I know you're being trying to be helpful, but I'm really, really grieving right now. And what you're saying is just, it's not helping me. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you may have to be that strong. It's yeah. hard for you to feel what I'm feeling. You just need to allow my me to be me and grieve. Yeah. And they even just say, if you just sit here quietly with me, that would be really helpful. Exactly. You could give them an option. You can, you can give them an option. And Again, it depends on the relationship you because there because some people you're just not going to tell. No, some people you know, like some, some people, people at work like you're not you're not going to tell them anything or people who are you're just not that close to. Like at some point they may ask if you're how your pet's doing in a year from now, and I mean it depends on how you know them, how closely you are affiliated with them, right? Right. Now, one of the things we wanted to talk about is the value in in a group, right? Yes. That it can be really a great exactly. support because, because when you are in a meeting and it may or may not be face to face at this point, depends on where you're living and what the rules are, but maybe online, maybe even just a chat exchange, there's something really powerful about being connected to people who are also going through a similar loss. Mm -hmm. And it, you find you find that that they're very supportive, and that's the purpose of the group that yep. they can all bond together, and they will help each other throughout the weeks. So yep. even you know after the group, they they can share their numbers if they want. They can talk to each other throughout the week, uh, yep. or or how many weeks between groups, and you know they some of them become very good friends actually and yep. really support each other for a long time. Um, and the, the, the validation that goes on in those kinds of meetings is so important because you know, we've talked about how people will say, 
I should have seen that something uh, bad was beginning to happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. I should have caught it earlier or I should have, we should have euthanized her two weeks before because she went through such pain in the last couple of weeks. And somebody else in that meeting will say, look, we are always feeling guilty about things that we right. had. We just, we just Everyone feels guilty. didn't have the capacity to do it differently. And, you know, they'll say things like, of course, hindsight looks different and, and you, you, you'd have to be some kind of super human to have seen things that you probably, nobody in this room would have noticed. And that kind of support from somebody who has had a similar experience, not exactly the same experience, but is so, it's just so valuable and so affirming, right? It's just so positive. And it's nice because most, I mean, I would say at least 98% of the time, even with a situation with a young man, I think who came in and accidentally <clears throat> gave his dog um, a piece of pizza and the dog choked in front of him and died. And so, but he, the, the room, the people there lifted him. I mean, they just were there for him and said, it wasn't your fault. And, you know, I know this is hard and, and it was so helpful for him. And sometimes can, you know, you could feel the relief that the, that yeah, the, oh, yeah. they're, being, they're being understood, you know, yeah. that, they, that they are getting support and they're being understood. Yeah. Yeah. It feel, it's palpable. You could just, yeah. you know, uh, and 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 to have somebody say, I I feel responsible too for mm -hmm. my pet's death. I did this, that, or the other thing. Or, and there are so many things that happen in life that if we'd done something different, it's possible the outcome would have been better. But that's the way life is. You we have no way of gauging in the moment many, many, many outcome, many possible outcomes. And, but there is something uniquely affirming and validating about being in the, in the, in a room, in a room. or in a chat where right. people are saying, that's the way I feel. That's right. Here's what happened in my situation. Here's what I did. I can't get over it. I hope you can. It's, <laughs> I'm right. trying to. Well, because you have people at different at different stages of grief too, right? Yeah. So people yeah. are coming back after a period of time and some people are just brand new and then the brand new people speak and then everyone, oh, okay, this, yes. Oh my, and they can really commiserate and acknowledge all those feelings. They said, that's what happened. And then a lot of times for people that have been there that have been for a while, they'll say it does get better. Yeah. You know, which yeah. also gives that per new person grieving hope that it will change. Yeah, the, the idea that this something similar happened to this person, and I I see that they understand, and they also are in general feeling less burdened. Not over it. Not like everything's fine with them, and probably they never will be exactly the same again because every major loss changes us. Right. We right. live forward with it. Inevitably. We carry it, it. We carry right. it within us, but we don't come back to where we were. We come back to a place that's more complicated and more wise in many ways is the way I tend to think about it. And 
Yes, you learn from They'll wit you will witness this in the in the experiences that other people are are, are telling you and showing you when you're in that kind of a, a meeting. Mm -hmm. And then and then there are there's a number of books. There's there's of course our book. Mm -hmm. There are others as well and it it may be helpful to get a few of them and take a look cuz they'll they'll come at this they'll come at the supportive process from slightly different places, I'm sure, mm -hmm. with yeah. with a different voice. So it's always a good idea if you're if you get solace from reading to read a few of these kinds of yeah, some, of some are very religious, religiously yep. based, which is fine. If, if that's your, yeah. if that's where you're coming, if that helps you, then that's mm -hmm. that's a really important thing for you. Yeah. Um. So and there are chat rooms. There are chat rooms. I mean, yep. for people, I'm, I'm looking at people that are in rural areas or are not don't have a lot of resources. You certainly can go online. I think that there's a. I'm not. I think the company's Petvine, but I'm not sure. And I think they do have an online support group. Now, what what is that? Petvine. I think it's P E T V I N E. But don't hold me to that though. I got to look it back up. I, I saw it the okay. other day, but I do think they have an online uh, companion animal support group. And if you Google and you Google support, I think you'll probably find some interactive resources. Yeah, right. Exactly. So we're, we're almost at the end of our time. I want to ask you, how are you doing with you know, your recent loss? You know, it's, I'm, I'm okay. I've done a lot with, of course, last episode was, we were all talking about our, you know, our memorials and, right. And that's really helped me a lot. I mean, you know, I'm, I miss, and, and one loss brought back all of them, right? So, yeah, yeah, so Molly yeah, died exactly. and then we went back, I went backwards all the way to Tashi. So, you know, or all the animals I lost when I was a kid, you know, you know we are so attached to our, to our yep. these, are, these are our family members. These are our yep. kids. Um, but yes, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. And oh, I'm waiting good. for my rocks to come in my more memorial garden. I'm waiting for my rocks. <laughs> they're on their way. So I have to tell you, I mean, it's great. It's great to hear that. And it's, it's just a process. And it's, and, and, and also I think, I think as therapists too, where it's, you know, we, we innately feel the stuff tremendously because we're, we're empaths. Right. But I also work with so many people that are going through that. Yeah. So, and it's, and in some ways, you know, I can help them because I know what I'm going through also. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have the experience. One of my dogs turned 16 on the 6th. Abigail turned 16. And on the 20th, Isabel turned 16. And Isabel, as you know, has this congestive heart I failure. Know. Today I was giving her a bath and I'm like, she's so, you know, she's so elderly now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and it's just such a precious time because I'm thinking, because we didn't think she'd make it to 16. Like that was the thing. Is she going to make it this next year? And we're lucky enough and she seems robust enough to keep going for hopefully maybe even another year. We'll see. But, but it's something to just encounter that date, the anniversary coming up. It's amazing. And right? As you said, we, it brings back all of the, all of the relationships mm -hmm. and now mostly in a really loving pot like there's not because the last loss was a while ago it's not so painful it's just a tinge of right of course recollection and remembrance and well, long longing you know 
people of they're all right here yeah <laughs> yes they are they're in our all hearts sitting in there right and you have <laughs> yeah. and listen you know i watch TikTok once in a while which you know is addicting so don't do a lot of it but they they do have some some TikToks around um this is what it's going to be like when i get to the rainbow bridge and the dog uh -huh. is running towards them uh -huh. or this is this is my old dog and this is what you know he's not seeing very well and he's not walking very well and so what do we do with our old dog we love them you know well nancy it's always great to talk with you it's been a great conversation and i'll look forward to talking sure. with you again next week, next week. take care Thank you.